Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you have not experienced the content yourself, then please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to us ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to Another Happy Pod, brought to you by uh, a network that we hope you've forgotten about by now because we have. The <laughs> pod where we keep it fresh, positive and dripping in festive vibes today. Today is Christmas Day, or at least it will be if I get the edit done. Nathan, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's not at all being cancelled. We're not on our own. Uh, we're all together with our families enjoying a lovely festive day. It's I true. Mean, Me and Nathan are currently several uh, several feet away from each other, enjoying a hearty Christmas meal. Currently we, recording this, we've both had a mince pie. We got a glass of sherry. Uh, we got those oh, little you, you hats which are we too had the small. Sherry, no, we got the sherry. We got those little hats which are too small for our heads. Uh, we're having a great time <laughs> all around. They they always are too small for the heads, aren't they? <laughs> they they are. never make them like the right size. They're either <laughs> massive or they're way too small. They're ridiculous. I hate. I fucking hate putting those stupid hats on. But anyway, Merry Christmas. Um, let's let's all just forget that it's been cancelled. All right, let's all just uh, just pretend. Just let's just have this. Okay, I agree. I agree. I think that's the best way forward. Um, Nathan, I set you a task this week, and that was <laughs> to watch a Christmas movie that I'm quite surprised you didn't get round to seeing when it came out. I think it came out last year. Yeah, 2019. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you certainly did set me a task to watch this movie. So we watched, uh, Last Christmas, the Amelia Clark uh, Christmas rom-com, I guess, is a, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know if, I, yeah, I guess it's, I mean, it's it's got that kind of, Look, uh, Emma Thompson wrote this. She uh, wrote Love Actually as well, I believe. Emma Thompson wrote this? Emma Thompson wrote this. She's in it as oh, well, isn't she? She is in this, and I did have some questions about her casting, but I guess that makes sense now. Yeah, Emma Thompson wrote this along with her, I think it's her husband, Greg, whose surname I can't remember, but they both did Love Actually as well, to my knowledge. Right. 
Okay. Um, so I was surprised when this... Oh, so, all right, why did you want me to watch this movie? Uh, I want you to watch this because last Christmas, uh, we, um, I went to see this in the cinema and I was very excited. I like Wham. I think, I think my favourite Christmas song is probably Last Christmas by Wham. So I was excited. I thought this will be fun. And it was around that time of year when all the, um, all the, like, the big kind of... Oh, what, what's the word for them? You know, like... Um, uh, Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody, like the big musical films were being biopics. Yeah, so I was like, this will be fun. We'll 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 go and see this. We'll have a great kind of lead up to Christmas, and it will be a, like a heartwarming, feel good film. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't know if you enjoyed this. Um, so if I'll you're, if you're listening to if you're listening to this, um, the spoiler warning is at the beginning of every episode, so we will be saying spoilers. Okay, but let me just say this. Okay, I had absolutely no idea what this movie was about okay from what i understood i knew amelia clark was in it and i thought it was some kind of christmas themed rom-com okay and for like the first half of the movie at least that's what it is okay um and i was like yeah it's fine it's not groundbreaking there's amelia clark she's very cute she's met this weird slightly quirky slightly mysterious guy who's very happy a little too happy if you ask me um and they just have this kind of like little romance and everything like that okay <clears throat> that that was that was pretty much all i knew about the movie so, when the <laughs> twist of this movie happens, and let me just say, I was I was kind of enjoying it. It was all right. There were some really funny moments. There's some some good writing in there. And there's some uh, funny and quirky characters. Michelle Yeoh uh, is great, as are the two police officers. They're quite funny as well. Um, but when the twist happened, I completely did a 180 on this movie, and I was like. Oh no! I fucking hate this. This is yeah. this is bad. This is a bad I, fucking movie. <laughs> I have never kind of look. Don't get me wrong. I saw the twist semi sort of coming, Same. but it is I also, completely out. I, of fucking I talked field. myself out. All right, let's. Just, he's dead. He's dead. He's he's been dead. They never met. He's dead. He gave her his heart. Though I actually had the thought that this movie reminded me of the writing process of a Glee episode because I felt like they just had the idea for a song and then writ the entire movie around that. Yeah, I mean it's uh, so in the trailer. Uh, I didn't. I purposely didn't send you the one. Uh, Nathan asked me to send him a trailer because I tried to convince him to watch this, and he said, "All right, show me a trailer." And if I, you know, if the trailer's I didn't fine, even watch we'll a trailer in the end. You didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch the trailer. I went in completely oh, blind. Yeah, you, you went in completely blind. Well, I purposely didn't send you the trailer that says a musical based on Last Christmas by, you know, Wham. I mean, that was <laughs> pretty evident from, like, the opening scenes, though, really. Yes, but they meant in the trailer, they mean it quite literally by, based on the lyrics, Last Christmas, I gave oh. you my heart. Oh, okay. And it is, like, right. I... I semi sort of saw it coming, but at the same time, it came out of left field. But the movie shot itself in the foot because of the fact that up until about maybe, uh, I don't know how long the movie is, let's say if it's two hours, then maybe about an hour and a half in, there was just nothing happening. Like there was no plot. There was, there was, like, there was no plot to this movie for the majority of it. 
yeah, like there was literally there was like what was really confusing was that there was loads of side plots. Yeah. But then the the kind of the plot A storyline or like the time that the movie had for that storyline was just kind of <laughs> Amelia Clark walking around and it, being in a pub or being drunk or being miserable or eating chips or something. Like there was nothing happening. And then out of nowhere, you just go, oh, the entire movie was that twist. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. It, it really was. So uh, I'm, I'm the same. I also semi saw it coming, but I talked myself out of it because there was definitely an air of mystery around Tom, this character. There was something that just what he was always disappearing. Um, there was just something not quite right about him. At first, I thought he might have been homeless. He might have been a homeless person, um, and that's why he was always in the same clothes. But then he had a flat, so I was like, oh, well, that's obviously not the case. Um, and then I thought, is he dead? Has he really talked to anyone else? Because it's just been him and her the entire time. So I thought that might be it. And then I talked myself out of it because I remembered all the interactions they had, specifically the one where she was waiting for the bus. And that one just pissed me off anyway, because she was, because that bus driver was waiting for so fucking long before she actually <laughs> got on that bus. If you've got on a bus in London, that would not fucking happen, mate. They would just leave you standing there in the cold. They do not care. But I talked myself out of that because there was no possible way that she would have just been talking to herself in front of the bus driver and he would have no reaction like, and then how would she get into his flat? How would she know where his flat is? It, See, none this, of it made any sense. It was like, oh, that's obviously not it. Yeah, this is the problem when you write a ghost story, right? Look, a while ago, I fancied myself as something of a writer. Uh, I was not, but I tried writing a little short film about ghosts, right? <laughs> right. I thought I was really cool, and I thought this is going to be really cool stuff. Like, this is going to be a great script. I immediately ran into a problem the second my ghost needed to pick something up. Yeah. And I went, well, hang on. Uh, then you find yourself doing like mental hurdles. Like how, if the ghost can pick this up, is that like a thing in this world? Can ghosts do that? As soon as you put a ghost in a story, you're fucked because yeah. there's going to be a plot hole no matter what you do. Was he a ghost or was he just a figment of her imagination? I guess he was a ghost because otherwise, how would she know him? Yeah, like, he must have been a ghost. Yeah. He can't... Yeah, like, one, she wouldn't have just made up this random person because she knew down to the detail of exactly what he looked like. So he must exactly. have Exactly. And she knew where he lived. And I'm like, how? How did she know all this stuff? I just... Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sure it's like, all right, he's somehow hurt his heart in her body is giving him... is giving her these memories i guess which isn't actually completely unheard of there is actually stuff like that uh that happens i remember a news story fucking years ago uh where one guy had a heart transplant um and for some reason after the transplant he really liked painting and he he never picked up a paintbrush before but after the heart transplant he was actually a very good painter and it turns out the guy he had the heart transplant from the, the guy whose heart he had, I should say, was also a painter. And the, his paintings were almost identical to the to the other guy's paintings. Um, so shit like that does happen. There is some weird kind of fucking... I, I don't know if it's science, but there's something weird going on there. But this just seems fucking... <laughs> Mate, this is, this is so out of left field. Right? I get that. And I'm sure there's an element of science kind of to it. 
right? I'm nowhere near smart enough to understand any of that shit or how it works. No, me but neither. I know it doesn't work like this. <laughs> it definitely doesn't work like this. No. How did she know where he works? None of it makes any sense, man. Not also, and, and why did no one like she she went to that like the homeless shelter where he apparently was like he was there all the time and I know he had the whole like oh I work with the night crew yeah do, do none of them speak to like the manager like surely someone <laughs> there someone wasn't that there wasn't one picture of him on the wall with like no. oh this guy used to work here but then he tragically died so he put like this little memorial there wasn't anything like that that was that also, seems kind of homeless- weird. Mate, the homeless people, they live there. They're homeless. They live there. They yeah. will have they would have known Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so why when this when this girl came in running around looking after like looking for some dead guy called Tom, was no one like Tom, oh, that rings a bell. That's the guy that died like last week or last year or something. <laughs> it was it was uh, weird, man. It was it was really weird. It definitely doesn't make any sense at all. But. What did you make of it up until the twist? Because I have to, I have to be honest, right? I'm, I'm, I get what you're saying about the 180, but I a hundred percent, this this film is fun. <laughs> like it's, it's I, fun. I'm, it's, I'm ashamed agree. to say I kind of like it. No, there's there's no shame in it. It's definitely a fun movie. There's definitely fun elements. I mean, it's directed by Paul Feig, who who does this kind of stuff well. You know, he does like bridesmaids and and that sort of thing. So he he can definitely handle the comedy. Uh, and like I said, written by Emma Thompson, who's a, a good writer as well. There's just some. Uh, I, I don't know, but no, you're right. It is fun. Like I said earlier, the the two policewoman characters, uh, the woman from Doctor Who, uh, and the, and the other one I don't know, but the, the, those were great. Those were really funny. And Michelle Yeoh as well was hilarious in this movie. I loved her as the is like she Santa. She yeah yeah she is she's Santa. Yeah, I really liked okay. her. Um, it was it was a little weird that Emma Thompson was this very uh slavic woman i guess is the right word to say is is it's just because emma thompson is so well known and when you and when you see emma thompson you think of the most british actress and the most british voice ever and then to suddenly see her playing this very old european lady it it just seemed weird and it just seems like a really weird choice to me um and another also, right this they make they've made the conscious choice this film is set uh, in either 2016. Oh yeah, no. So the, so so Tom it's set died in 2017. In 2016. Yeah, yeah, he so died in 2016. It's set in they, 2017, and, and they there's do this, that for Brexit. Yeah, I was just about to say. There's this really weird Brexit subplot which doesn't go anywhere. It, it <laughs> just like they see it on the news, and then there's a racist guy on the bus, and then that's it. <laughs> it's just kind of dropped and. It, yeah, and also that that the racist guy on the bus is like <laughs> the most stereotypical <laughs> racist guy on the bus ever. Yeah, like there's no way you could have done that any different. Millwall but, FC is oh, that is bloody true. You're not yeah. wrong. Um, but yeah, no. So what what were you kind of like? Did, well, I suppose did you enjoy it as a whole, like the whole movie? 
Oh, you see, that's difficult because it was definitely fun. Um, and I, I really liked the the scenes with the homeless characters. They were all great. Um, and, you know, putting on the, the, the little show and everything like that was really cute. Um, and there were just great moments of comedy. I f- it, it was fun. It was there was definitely fun little scenes to watch. This mo- that's what this movie was. It was a series of fun scenes set around a twist, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. That's yeah, exactly I see, I feel like what this, this is- movie is. This is one of those films where I don't really think I'd ever put it on if I wasn't. I mean, I watched it in the cinema, never watched it again until yesterday. You watched um, this in the I, cinema? I watched it when it came out. Yeah, I was, I was, it looked, man, Why? the trailers look good. I like the trailers. <laughs> wow. I know. Um, and I also had, I had an Odeon card, so I was kind of like, <laughs> I was, I was, I could go and see any film I wanted to. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go see a Christmas film. I liked Did um, you go alone or did you go with uh, Zucchini? I went with Zucchini, yeah. Oh, okay. God, how sad would that be for me to go alone? <laughs> I to watch say, no, I, I got no problem going to the cinema by myself. I do that quite a lot. But yeah, this but movie a on your own, yeah, this <laughs> seems a little weird. Yeah, to see a rom com would be would be unusual uh, on my own. Yeah, so look, this movie is fun. That you've hit the nail on the head with that. I feel like it's a series. Like if I was to see the scenes come up on YouTube, I'd watch some of the scenes. But I, I don't think I'd ever rewatch this like fully. I'd like, watch the audition scenes. I'd watch uh, the 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 homeless audition scenes, not Amelia Clark's audition scenes. I'd watch the the stuff um, with the police officers. I would watch anything with Michelle Yeoh. It's probably it. Uh, anything else I've just got no real interest in uh, in watching again especially none of the stuff with Tom he was a great actor um, I, I, I liked him he was a very nice character you are instantly drawn to him again apart from the fact that like I said he was a little bit too nice for me like he was just a little bit too Mr. Perfect no flaws whatsoever happy-go-lucky kind of guy Um but I, I don't know the uh, one thing this film had going against it as well for me any movie that's set in London I can't fucking stand and that's because I know London and I'm sure like people <laughs> from New York have this problem as well or whatever but any movie set in London I'm like oh no that's not how it works you can't walk from covent garden to the thames within four minutes okay oh yeah it's just not how it's it works. like in um it's like in thor the dark world when he oh. gets on the tube in greenwich and oh, yeah no, he gets on the tube like somewhere and then it's like greenwich is like two stops away but in reality you've got to change lines like three times to get <laughs> he there. was on the bakerloo line and they said it's two stops bakerloo line doesn't even go through greenwich for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> that annoyed you so much really, that, that infuriates me in Skyfall as well for the exact same reason the tube chase sequence on oh, Skyfall yeah. infuriates me <laughs> <laughs> but but it is what it is it's movies it doesn't have to be real I know I get it but I hate it but it is annoying it is, it I, is I, annoying I yeah I feel like um, I think it's Henry Golding is the name of the actor I might have got that wrong that plays it is, Tom yeah. it is um, I feel like he would have been doing a lot more work now if one the world hadn't gone to shit and two this movie was better received because he's like he's a good actor he's also like very hollywood handsome he's very Um, handsome he's a good looking man yeah Um, he is very handsome wasn't he in crazy rich asians 
Was he? I think he was, yeah. I think he's in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, then disregard that point entirely. He must be doing all right for himself. But I think that was before this, if that, if that came out in 2019, maybe. Oh, well, then this has killed his career then. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, he's very much not doing all right for himself. Was he? Let me have a look. Uh, yeah, 2019, Last Christmas, 2018, Crazy Rich Asians. So, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. He yeah. is in... Um, uh, he's in the t- 2021 hit movie Snake Eyes, whatever that is. That's currently oh, in post production. So we'll, hell. we'll look I'll forward look for- to that. I look forward to Snake Eyes eagerly. <laughs> yeah. um, I've got to ask you, what did you think about the script? Not like the plot of the movie, but the actual dialogue. Because I have some thoughts. Um, there were some great one off lines. Um, the lesbian pudding was a highlight for me. <laughs> Enjoyed that. <laughs> it is a good line (laughs) it's a good line it was one of those lines that caught me off guard Um, I I don't know I don't don't think it was very memorable in either direction to be honest not not there was no lines that like stood out to me it's like oh that's amazing or there was no lines that stood out to me like oh that was a bit fucking awful Um, I don't know Mike what you got see see, I I disagree entirely there I think it's it's in this weird mixture of like fucking um, university student, first year screenwriter that thinks they're the next Chris Nolan. Yeah. And like Academy Award winner. Like the, some of the comedy is like absolutely hilarious. Like there's some, like you say, the lesbian pudding line is hilarious. The um, why do you keep trying to walk me? I'm not a dog line. That's brilliant <laughs> as well. There's some genuinely hilarious lines. Oh, there was one. I, there was one where um, Amelia Clark was working in the Christmas shop, um, and Michelle Yeoh's boyfriend just walked in. So she took over like the couple that Michelle Yeoh was was serving, um, and they were talking about nutcrackers. <laughs> and she just said, "And this is so childish and juvenile, but it made me laugh so much." And she just said, "Here, let me show you this other nutcracker for bigger nuts." And he went, "Oh, it can crack bigger nuts." And Amelia Clark said, "Yeah, it can crack your big nuts." and I just burst out laughing so much <laughs> what a child you are Nathan <laughs> I know I am a child <laughs> but I that, mate there's it mostly comes in my issues with it mostly come in with Tom I don't know why um, actually there's one other character as well uh, but it's mostly Tom because uh, you get those hilarious lines you get like a really this script is very good at like a flowing conversation it's very good at like people bouncing off of each other uh, which is good because that's like 95% of the movie um, but some of Tom's one-liners are just so unbearably awkward like you know when you get a sense of like no one fucking speaks like that in real life no one yeah um, and it mixes between exactly how people speak in real life where they can have like kind of witty one-liners and take the piss out of each other and then you've got well, I, th- I don't know if I wrote it down but it's something along the line of um, Tom says oh uh, uh, no, Amelia Clark says, oh, you know, Swiper, the modern dating app you might have heard oh, of. Oh, that was... Well, just say Tinder. Just fucking yeah, say Tinder. Yeah, one, just say Tinder. And two, imagine, imagine if you were like, Lawrence, have you seen this movie? I went, that movie that everyone's heard of, Nathan? Come on. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so uncomfortable. And also then, Tom, in the same scene, Tom says something like, um, oh, uh, uh, weirder than one of those apps that you you know are based on a photoshop picture you decide if you want to engage in immediate foreplay like who the no, fuck yeah. talks like that? <laughs> 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 
it was it's just it weird. was weird yeah it was really weird and uh, and i guess that was one of the things he didn't seem like a real person like from the moment you meet him he's he's this way too happy go lucky quirky stopping to look at birds in the middle of covent garden kind of guy if that guy would not survive in london we know london they would be swallowed up eaten out and killed instantly like i feel like he would he would come into london this guy and by the end of his working day he'd go home like i fucking hate my life i love london all right i genuinely love that city it's a fucking amazing city it's so exciting there's a lot of stuff to do and i genuinely do miss living there but at the same time, I fucking hate London because it's um, the most depressing cesspool of anger and hatred that you will ever find. Um, people are nice in London, man. They are no. not nice whatsoever. <laughs> you cannot be that happy in London. It just doesn't work out. It, it just doesn't. And and this is my problem with Tom. He was way... And this, this sounds like an awful criticism, especially given the fucking name of this podcast. But he was way too happy, uh, for one. <laughs> and That's right. Another just... happy pod condemns happy movies. How dare you make movies that cheer people up and make no, them he was, feel good. He was annoyingly happy, though. Do you know what I mean? He was just way too... He was up his own ass as well. Yeah, um, he was one of them. He was one of them people that, like, you could you can clearly tell, right? He was like, I reckon he secretly volunteered so he could tell people he volunteered. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And he like thinks he's better than you because he doesn't use his phone and he doesn't know what Tinder is or whatever and everything like that. He he just seems like a dickhead in that respect. But, he but in doesn't... reality, he just can't use his phone because he's dead. What a fucking loser. <laughs> I know what I can <laughs> but he can wear his clothes he wasn't wearing those he clothes can. when he died he's, yeah, he's no. put his clothes back on he's, he's got a fresh drip man he's looking good um, he's looking good but yeah but that, but that was my problem he he didn't really seem to have a single flaw he was just so Mr. Perfect the perfect smile romantic and sweet and finding these brilliant date ideas for the two of them uh taking her around london telling her stories about people and benches which probably aren't real um talking working at the homeless shelter volunteering charity all of that stuff he just seemed way too perfect like like he literally was a figment uh, of amelia clark's imagination like she'd literally made up the perfect man except that he was a real person and he did all that stuff. So it, it, it just, that, that's my pro He's not relatable in any way. And I guess he's not supposed to be because Amelia Clark's supposed to be the more relatable character in this movie. She's the one who's very down on her luck. She's clearly going through a difficult time, drinking, shagging, you know, all, all this kind of stuff, um, family troubles and everything like that. So she is clearly supposed to be the relatable one, the the audience eye and everything like that. But again, he just, there was all of that about him. It, it would just completely put me off him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, completely. I feel, I feel like, like you're right. They made him too perfect. Therefore, you just couldn't really, like, if anything... He was more annoying than like, <laughs> like yeah. I remember when I watched it in the cinema, and I kind of didn't think about it. But then I watched it again yesterday. Um, when I had when he said, um, "Well, when he's like, oh, I don't, I don't use my phone. It's it's in a cupboard. Turn it off, and all your distractions will fade away." It reminded <laughs> me of a time where I lost. No, I broke my phone when I was at uni. I was literally um, just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I broke my phone or lost it, whatever. I didn't have a phone for about three days when I was at uni, so I'd ordered a new one. I was waiting for it to come in the post, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and I, every time I was kind of sat like in the kitchen with a shed, like in the shared communal kitchen, people would be on their phones. So I would always say, come on guys, just disconnect. Cause I was <laughs> obviously at that time I'd normally be on my phone as well. And where I couldn't be, I was kind of taking the piss going, come on guys, just disconnect. Like, you know, connect to the real world kind of thing. And I was, but basically this guy was the real version, the unironic version of that. And it was just a bit like, oh, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I mean, you say it was ironic, but... Look it, look, it was partially a joke, but I was also very lonely and bored. And I just wanted some attention and love. I know you Damn. did. Bless you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's um, it's a weird movie, and like I said, the whole, the the whole last Christmas, as in like the Wham thing, it feels very forced in. That's why I'm saying it feels like they had the idea for the song and just wrote it around that. Like yeah, I wasn't entirely sure what they wanted to do. They just like. I don't know, Emma Thompson was in a kitchen one day listening to Wham and then just started drawing something down. I don't want to mean that to sound as disrespectful to Emma Thompson as, as it does because she's a great writer and she's a very talented person. Uh, but this, it doesn't seem up to scratch with her usual sort of stuff, yeah. I guess. I mean, look, like, while this, while this we, like we said, we, it does have you know some fun one-liners, it does have a very kind of happy tone and it does it is a, it is quite an uplifting film like i can imagine if you're in a bad mood and you watch this it's going to cheer you up to some extent yeah but but it 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 just lacks any depth um and that sounds so pretentious to say but it, it just, it's just there's nothing to it like the surface is is the whole movie um and it just feels a little bit one note and a bit a bit boring like it definitely isn't going to hold up well once people know the twist, or I suppose they do now. Um, yeah. And it's not, it's, I don't think it's got good ratings at all. Like I pulled it up. Um, yeah, it's got a um, 6.5 on IMDb and a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, for, for Emma Thompson, is not good. Why Why was it set in 2017? It like, was made for, it, for the Brexit thing, and well, I don't know why Brexit's it Brexit's still fucking ongoing, like... It, we're in 2020 now and it's still happening like would it really if this movie came out in 2019 two years before two years after it's actually set what difference would it have made to just set it in that year or not even put any data on it at all and just say and just like say one year earlier when you do the tom death thing was that would there really have been any difference to that i think i'm i'm sure someone that studies movies and is a film student has probably broken down why it's an overarching theme of the film and why it's important. The only thing I can think of is 2016 is probably like that was the I think that was the year of the referendum, wasn't it? 20, the, the, yeah, the referendum happened in uh, summer of 2016. Yeah. Okay, so that was probably I, I guess the mindset behind that was that it was like at the height of the like people like whatever whatever you voted some people just took it as an excuse to be racist um and i mean i guess but the, but the thing is it's still happening though like people are still racist because of it nah, to this day so i no nah, racism ended in 2017 though from <laughs> oh, we talking yeah. about sorry i forgot about the magic of last christmas yeah exactly <laughs> you know what you know when amelia clark starts speaking I, rumor has it she went around london doing so many good <laughs> deeds that uh, the the she racism cured racism yeah <laughs> good for you amelia clark good for you the actress not the character no yeah amelia clark herself <laughs> walks around oh fun. um yeah it's 
I don't know why it was there. It's one of there's there's about eight side plots in this film, and none of them are particularly interesting. None of them really pay off either. There's the there's uh, the whole mum and dad divorce maybe happening thing doesn't happen never and up they're again fine. christmas dinner yeah, they're fine they're absolutely fine uh there's the sister being gay absolutely no ramifications whatsoever just happy-go-lucky yeah bring your girlfriend around no worries mate no problem there um which is if good anything that makes is... me that made me like amelia amelia clark's character worse yeah, like, it was very like, why have you just outed your sister? Why? Yeah, especially like in the context of the scene, she walks in late, <laughs> right to the to the to the congratulations dinner for her sister's like brilliant promotion. She yeah. can't remember why there's a dinner, and then her sister gets mad about that, which is completely reasonable. And then she's like, "Well, you're a fucking lesbian." So I don't care about you. I was too busy hanging out with my dead boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. I was too busy walking around the park speaking to no one. <laughs> and kissing no one in the middle of a park. <laughs> that park as well, right? Is, uh, are all the other people in that park ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. I think that was kind of hinted at. They've all got I their guess. own bench. Yeah, they all, they all had their own little bench. I think that might have been the idea, but... I don't know. I kind of took it as like the first time that scene happened and he, he was telling her the st- their their stories and who those people was. I thought he didn't have a fucking clue who these people were. He's just making this up. That's that's kind of Oh, it was like a people-watching kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? Emma Thompson knows, I guess. I'm sure she does, but she hasn't told us yet. Yeah. Um, so fuck This it. is something I wrote down. I don't know if this is a terrible movie... But I just like Wham and Christmas. <laughs> Wham is great. <laughs> Wham is great. I mean, Wham will always get me in the mood. I love a bit of George Michael. Last Christmas is an absolute fucking bop. It is one of the best Christmas songs ever written. So, so there you go. Um, but I just is it enough to base a whole movie around? Clearly not in this case because it didn't work. And yeah, and and it's only based off of one line of that of that song <laughs> as well. It's, it's literally just based off the chorus. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. That's why it's the writing of the Glee episode because they just listened to the chorus and went, "Ah, oh, that'll make a good movie, won't it?" The answer yeah. is no. It wasn't Emma. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, please don't do this. Please make something. What else. are the ratings? What are the reactions to this? Is it not? Is it not good? Uh, it didn't go down well. Um, it didn't go down well. No, not not really. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm Can't remembering a lot. Of, yeah, I know, right? I'm imagining a lot. I'm, I'm remembering a lot of this from um, when I first came out of the cinema because I. One of the things I like to do is check out like the trivia page and the IMDb, um, and just kind of like learn more about the movie. I guess it's one yeah. of the, like loser things that I do. Um, and I went on this, and when I googled it, um, it, it obviously all the. I, I think I saw this quite early in, in its run, so a lot of the reviews were still coming in. Yeah. Um, and they were like the first couple of results and they weren't particularly great. I think one of them was, um, oh, actually, hang on. Alexa, what is the review for Last Christmas? Here is a summary of Last Christmas reviews. The website's critics' consensus reads, likeable leads, terrific behind-the-scenes talent, and an intriguing musical hook aren't enough to save Last Christmas from its poorly conceived story. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. 
<laughs> I mean, kind of. It was pretty quiet. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it up in the edit, but it basically just said, um, you know, everyone that worked on this film was talented. Everyone uh, that wrote it was like good. Everyone that acted in it was was doing the best. Um, however, all of that and all of the heart put into it isn't enough to save it from a pretty wank story. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> I'm just on the Rotten Tomatoes page right now. Let's let's just go through a few of these. Just oh, a few on, quick summaries. Um, Last Christmas is patronising, illogical, and silly. And it's from Charlotte <laughs> O'Sullivan of the Evening Standard. Uh, here's a positive one. You don't want to spoil it. It's silly, but satisfying as plum pudding, which is probably the most British review I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> the music of George Michael and Wham! Exclamation mark is hauled out onto the soundtrack of this mouldy, this mouldy tangerine of a movie with about the same level of care and sensitivity that you might find on the festive mixtape at a motorway service station. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so uh, there brilliant. we go. That is what. A- <laughs> What a colourful review that is. I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, also, there we did go. You, did you just say wham with an exclamation mark? Because that, yeah, the exclamation that, mark yeah. is included in the band name. That was the joke, Lawrence, okay? Oh, I didn't get it, Nathan. Now I feel <laughs> stupid. Now I feel like an idiot. Uh, its heart was in the right place it just wasn't there there very funny Uh, it's likely to become a Christmas classic but for all the wrong reasons a Hallmark movie mixed with the forgettable drama £7 I guess that's true Um, yeah all this is they're all basically saying the same thing Um, good good characters good leads just bad (laughs) bad twist or whatever (laughs) good (laughs) Good music, good actors, good direction, good writing, shit. That's <laughs> the summary. All, the, I love all the ingredients were there. All the ingredients were there. You had a great writer, you had a great uh, director, great talent, great music. Something went wrong in the baking process, though. Yeah. Um, and that no, something I... was Henry Gold. Oh, no, leave him alone. He was no, nice. He was good. He was good. He was good. It, uh, his was character was wrong. not. Yeah, Tom was what went wrong. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I've got nothing else to say of this movie, and we're almost out of time. So um, let's wrap this bitch up. Okay. What? Any favourite moments? Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just absolutely. I think my favourite thing about this film was that review that you just read out. To be honest. Well, that the, was a the good one. service station, the service what? station mixtape one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't know if I maybe the lesbian pudding. I'd say I'll say that's my favourite moment. Okay. I got two. One is when uh, Emma Thompson says uh, they're arguing about her name being Kate or Katerina. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, "What is? I'm not going to do an accent, but she says, what is? Um, she says, uh, what is cat? Uh, you're not a cat, meow.' Um, which just made me laugh because it was like he didn't need to do that, but it was funny. Um, and the second thing is a, is a genuine moment that I did appreciate, and it's one that I noticed on the second viewing. Um, as M, not as Emma Thompson, as M, as Amelia Clark opens the door, and she's just about to find out about the flat." Um, uh, she's just about to find out that the flat is being sold and Tom's dead and the whole twist. Um, yeah. The George Michael, it, it, the song ends on the George Michael line. I think it's time for you to know, which I quite liked. Oh, uh, okay. 
That's a, it was a it was a cool little moment, but then uh-huh. yeah, then the twist, and I was like, ah, yeah, this movie, <laughs> this movie was a little bit bad. I remember now. Um, how happy of a pod, Nathan? Uh, not happy at all. Very unhappy of a pod watching this movie. Um, just definitely not something I'm going to revisit. Like we said not in my Christmas roster going forward. I have a set Christmas <laughs> roster of movies I like to watch uh, each year. This one will not be making the cut, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, a, a a very unfestive pod for me. Oh, and you somehow tricked me into doing this rating system again. I don't like I that. Did. <laughs> um, I did. I'm going to say it's a happy pod. Um, it's, it's a naff pod is what I'm going to go with. It's, it's, it's got the heart, it's fun, but it's just it's just a bit of a crap movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, all right, naff. Naff pod. And in the me. end, isn't that what Christmas is all about? Just a <laughs> crap movie. Just a lot of build-up, a lot of setup for what ultimately you'll go, oh, last year was probably better, wasn't it? Uh, that was a bit shit, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is Christmas down to a T. So in that sense, they nailed it. You know what? I changed my mind. Well done, Ed Thompson. This is a masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, right for people that are listening uh, thank you for listening go out and let's be honest you're not going to listen to this on Christmas don't go out don't Don't go out don't listen to his advice stay indoors (laughs) okay if you do go out wear a mask okay it's true definitely do that Um, yes thank you for listening if you have listened on Christmas day if you haven't uh, I don't know why I don't know why why? you're listening to this why wouldn't you why, why wouldn't you stop your day of festivities with your family, although probably not for most people, um, and listen to our podcast? What's wrong with you? <laughs> the turkey is about to be carved. Uh, you <laughs> silence your dad and you say, listen, <laughs> for the next 40 minutes, we will sit in silence and listen to this podcast. No, what you're going to do is that's, that's, the, that's the absolute best time to listen to their podcast. Do you really want to sit around the Christmas dinner eating a shit fucking Sunday roast? Because that's all it is. Um, listening to your uncle spout off his racist, homophobic beliefs while you try to ignore him. Or do you want to listen to two fucking idiots disparage a happy movie? There you go. Make up your own mind. Exactly. I would go with the racist uncle myself. Same, uh, but that's but, only because I love racism. Cut that out. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to cut it out, Nathan. It's no. famous. You, you, your, your racism is world-renowned. Um, <laughs> as always, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you've had a whale of a time on this episode of Another Happy Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter for all the good stuff. You can find us there at Another Happy Pod. Drop us a tweet. Let us know what you'd like to see next. Our schedule is uh, loosening, so if you do actually have suggestions, <laughs> we would appreciate them. Otherwise, we, uh, I think we we were supposed to do an episode on The Mandalorian last week, um, but we forgot. <laughs> um, so this is genuinely what happened. It was my birthday, and we forgot. <laughs> so we are. That'll probably be the next episode, I reckon. Uh, but don't worry, the review recap of the Mandalorian is coming. If for anyone who cares, mostly just me. <laughs> yeah, for all the, for all for all those out there that are craving that. Um, yeah. Yep. Subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, give us a five stars. Uh, tell your friends, and we will see you uh, whenever the fuck the next episode comes out. Because this one's not going to be on a Sunday. Merry Christmas, everyone. Glad tidings to you, uh, to you and your king. Is it king or king? I don't know. Glad tidings we bring to you. Is it king or king? To you and your king? I think it is king. (laughs) Okay. Well, glad tidings to your king and your kin. um, Unless your king is... 
I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just rambling at this point. You're just, I've tried to end this, Nathan. Do you know what? It's a staple of the podcast that these outros it's, are just famously shit. It's Christmas, <laughs> all right? Let me let me have a shit outro. Save Give me this one Christmas present. So, all right, fine. You can have it. Do you know what? Take it away, Nathan. What, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> the outro. Fuck's sake. Right, oh, say I'm another, do- say another do- happy pod. Oh, all right. I thought you just did the outro. Yeah, but why are we still talking then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm genuinely confused. All right, you know what? I'll just end this. Uh, thank you for listening. I think we've done this. Thanks. Have a good Christmas, uh, or hope you had a good Christmas. Stay safe. Um, I love you. Another happy pod. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.